that's pretty mental saying he's a Kostorfin player. I know he is a Kostorfin player, but he's Clydesdale. Yeah, made yeah. it made it Clydesdale, purchased by Kostorfin. Sports fans, we are limping our way to a half century, um, episode 48 of Halfway Up Middle. It's good to be back. Um, bit of a hiatus, lads. Various reasons, festive season, work, rotas, life getting in the way. But we're back with a bang. Uh, Pierre, our things in the capital. Very well, Liam. I love how you're... Um, not mentioning the one major reason as to why we've not had a podcast for several months. But, um, you know, if you don't want to talk about that, that's okay as well. Um, but I know you've had a few sleepless nights, I'm sure. But no, I'm very well. I'm all good. Sweet. And the main man out in the countryside, Hog. What's happening, mate? Not much, mate. I'm uh, glad to see you two boys talk some cricket. I've not really been following it too much. To be <laughs> I'll just be, uh, I think I'll just be a special guest for today and just lurk in the background. Disclaimer in early doors. I like your opinion, really. <laughs> Oggy, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening with the hair? You're going back to the mid length. Yeah, the years? length. Yeah. So, uh, I've actually just come back from a job where you had to be clean shaven. Ooh. So, uh, that was a bit of an eye opener. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, yeah, I'm going how, to go the hair back to, uh, back does... to I don't know I can't remember how long my hair was back in the day Probably when I was still bowling How does the how does, uh, Has the Alice band featured on the oil rig yet? That, that could, that could yeah. cause all, to- all sorts of bother I'm going to get back in touch with manbands.com And uh, have a look at that sponsorship deal we agreed back in uh, 2008 <laughs> <laughs> Pete, oh, you you had Pete, you had a bit of a flow back in the day. Did you don't you ever wear an Alice band when you were? Uh, yeah, I I briefly wore only an Alice band to play cricket. What I was curious as to the terms of the sponsorship deal that you got back in two thousand. <laughs> Just uh, buy buy three for the price of two. Three, 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 three bands per wicket. Three half bands per wicket. <laughs> yeah, you got. But that's what I'm going for. But uh, how are you getting on, Liam? Yes, mate, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Pete alluded to it uh, earlier, but yeah, I, uh, now I'm a uh, proud father of a second, uh, second son, a young, a young boy that come along in December. So, uh, I sleep is a, a premium just now, gents. But um, we move. Did you mean move. to name him after a Scottish fast bowler? <laughs> no, no, I didn't actually. No, no, no. Um, is that not Soli's middle name? Yes, it is actually. I wonder what you're on about there. Yeah, it is. I think it is. She, um, she did name him after him. Yeah, no, not <laughs> solely. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, Pete, we could talk a little bit about your second love, which is uh, American football and the Buffalo Bills, or whereabouts would they feature in your sports teams? Bristol City, Gloss, whereabouts are they featuring? Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of sort of right up there. I mean, um, 
like like Bristol City, like Gloucestershire, like Scotland, they continue to break my heart. Um, another, another, I mean, an, another season of NFL's gone by. This is definitely not an NFL pod. Um, this was the year where I decided not to stay up late for any of the games until the Super Bowl. Um, and the Bills got knocked out just like in the playoffs. Went to watch the Super Bowl. Well, I say went to watch the Super Bowl. I didn't go to Las Vegas at $7,000 a ticket, but I went went to Top Golf in Glasgow to watch the Super Bowl with a few mates at the weekend. Funny thing about that, right? It was great. Got to, got to play what? Top which was class, right? Okay, you got the screens and all the rest of that there. Um, you'll never guess what happened, right? The game went to like overtime. Um, we were with Craig, who Liam, you know, who's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, and the Chiefs were driving in overtime, got to the 10-yard line and all the TVs cut out. And then they went back on and the result had happened and the Chiefs had won. Cool. Mental. Everyone had oh. been paying, everyone had paid a small fortune to go and then... I was a way to say, Pete. That can't have been cheap. Nah. Um, what was, <laughs> so that was just hilarious. Hilarious. But um, yeah, I'm glad glad the uh, NFL season's over um, and I don't have to worry about it. Um, I don't know why I worry about I don't know why I worry about sport. At the end of the day, I'm always going to be disappointed, am I not? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, your selection of teams uh, lead, <laughs> lead, leads it to that uh, conclusion, Pete. Um, yeah. Hoggy, any incoming lawsuits? Uh, after your pod about the caddying, anyone anyone after you yet? Well, I've not had any caddying. I'm missing the caddying. As you can tell, I'm about four stone heavier than I was at this end of September. So I'm desperate for a caddy bag. Caddy bag. But um, nah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm buzzing to get back in the caddying. I've actually started a new job, so I'll, uh, I'll hopefully be able to caddy as much as I did before. Still in the middle of the sea, like so. I should have plenty of time when I'm home. Jump on a bag or two. Good Avoid thing. the French at all costs. <laughs> yeah, maybe but, uh, uh, get yourself away when it's the Scottish seniors again. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'll hopefully be as far away from uh, that golf course as I can be. Before we get on to Scottish cricket, lads, we'll just quickly mention uh, the ongoing test series England India. Anyone caught any of that? Oh, little bits and pieces, yeah. Um, it's great. I I love Test cricket. I love I love cricket on I, this time of year. Um, nothing better than sort of you know switching on the TV either first thing in the morning, and you know there's uh, players in whites, red ball cricket, a bit of a you know um, you know a long format of the game. You know that first Test was absolutely superb. Just catching up with it on highlights. I was actually over in Milan for a bit of that as well. Um, but um, but no, superb first test. Looks like it's going to be a great series. So um, and do you know what? Ben Stokes, unbelievable leader, unbelievable leader. Like he's so good at galvanizing those players. And it's great to see T20 cricket's influence on Test cricket in some respects. But it's great to see that you know you know patience. And determination and kind of uh you know and, and valuing your wicket also um counts for a lot as well so i've really enjoyed really, really enjoyed it liam i'm sure you've been watching it as well S- seeing as you've seen 4am quite a few times probably in the last wee while yeah yeah exactly that it's worked out quite well for the for the, an early morning start get it get it on the box um but uh 
yeah, that first test in particular, Pete, was superb. I don't know what odds you would have got England after the first innings, but we'd have got chunky money on them winning it. But um, yeah, brilliant. Ollie Pope as well, vice captain now, stepped up with one of the best uh, test innings in recent times, I reckon. Um, especially oh. up against it as well. Like, what were they batting third on? Uh, Hyderabad deck that was doing enough. Um, some of the ball, some of the balls that you saw for uh, Stokes getting out to particular, just kind of shooting along the deck, um, just showed you what a brilliant innings that was for him. Um, and then some of the bowling as well, actually. To be fair, like lads, kind of out of nowhere, really uh, turning up. Obviously, Tom Hartley, he's seven. Not out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, Liam. Nah. Out of county cricket. County cricket, the the, the best domestic multi-day sport in the world county cricket i cannot wait for it to start again in uh in april time and uh and and uh, very few people uh out of my entire contacts list when they when i start messaging whatsapp groups about how wonderful county cricket is there's only about two people that respond and it's the two people in this podcast <laughs> we always get quite excited about county cricket i always think but honestly hartley fair dues to him county cricketer Brilliant. And um, and the lad at Somerset as well. I mean, superb. And Rayhan Ahmed. They're all, you know, county cricketers. It's 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 really good to, good to see. And if you don't, if you condense that talent pool, you're not going to get as many good bowlers. You're not going to be able to take four spinners to India. Yeah. No, I'll give you hey, Rayhan Ahmed's played about three county championship games, Pete. He's come through the system at Leicestershire. If you don't have Leicestershire, you don't, if you, because he, they're one of the smaller counties, you don't have Rayhan Ahmed. There you go. Started already for the year. How many minutes in are we? Uh, yeah, he started already. Hog, have you seen any of it, mate? Yeah, bits and pieces. I was I was offshore when the first test was on and when it was getting good. And I was trying to explain it to a couple of boys in the TV room, but they just weren't having it. Try to, uh, it was when were England England get them like five, six down. And then India put on a bit of a partnership, Ashwin and someone else. So when when they they lost five and six quickly, I was like, it's pretty much 70 or 80, 20 that England are going to win this. And then we turned it on like 40 minutes later and they were still six down and Ashwin was on like 30 odd. It was like, fuck, see, this is how it all changes, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was just trying to explain to them that when it's when it's looking like it's it can be all three results in the final day, it's just, it's mental. There's no other fucking sport. No other sport that lasts that long and can come down to that final margin. Sitting watching Copenhagen, Man City, what a fucking shit sporting event. Do you know what I mean? People should be watching England and India the fifth day or fourth day or whenever it was in Hyderabad. I'd rather um, be Scott, watching Scott Kenneth played for Copenhagen. I'd rather watch <laughs> Leicestershire Derbyshire than Copenhagen versus Manchester United, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd, I would definitely rather be there watching that. Fair, fair. At the ground. Um, I don't know okay. On the okay, folks, we'll move on. Um, we will speak some Scottish cricket now, because obviously we've just, just had uh, under-19s World Cup, where Scotland uh, were drawn in a fairly tough group, to be honest. Um, and suffered defeats to South Africa, West Indies and um, England. Um, I suppose in a group like that, lads, I think, I don't, I think if, you turn, if you turn over any of those three teams, then you're, you're, you're over, overperforming, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these, 
when you when you're playing those three, the odds are most of the squads of England under 19s, South Africa under 19s, West Indies under 19s, they're all going to have played domestic first class cricket, domestic 50 over cricket. Uh, at least for the vast the vast majority of them will have done. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think for these for the, that group of games, you're looking at individual performances and you know maybe trying to get up to what would be considered a reasonable total. I remember speaking a few years ago to, well, it might be Drummer or somebody like that, and they were saying about, ultimately, we, we can't be competitive at age group level, but it's it's how our players kick on from 19 to about 23, which is where that, that kind of growth and that kind of levelling up can potentially occur. Um, I think in many respects, this campaign for individual performances has been as good as we've seen in quite a while, probably since that batch with Crossy and all that lot. Um, so, yeah, I think pretty positive in general, but, uh, you know, some, some good individual performances. Hog, did you ever go to a 19s World Cup, mate? Nah, never qualified. Hmm. Nah, that's why these boys are so lucky. Like, what are the chances that any of these boys playing for the national team? Like, it's pretty tough nowadays with different criteria. More, it's more, There's more players from all over the world that can now play for Scotland, so... These boys getting a chance to go to World Cups class, and I, like they did all right. There wasn't, as you said, that group's tough. Like every associate team would have struggled. Even like an Ireland nineteens and stuff would struggle. And the West Indies nineteens, I think they're always pretty strong, aren't they? Like pretty, always up there. And then obviously South Africa and and uh, England are going to be solid as well. But they, yeah, it's a, it's just good that they got a chance. Well, yeah. did, did, did Jamie Dunk get called up in the national team after his batting? Is he no. in the national team squad? No, 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 no. no. none of the 19s are in. I've just, just imagined that. Okay. Yeah, but like, I mean, you look, they've got the lowest score they've got against those three teams from the bat is 174. Now, I, know, I mean, it's not good, it's not enough runs to win a game in 50 over cricket, really, but that's the lowest score they've got. At no, you know. We've seen situations in the past where under 19s team, not Scotland's, but associate under 19 team, have been rolled for under 50, uh, certainly under 100 lots of times. You've got 174, 202, and 269. That's good scoring. I know it's South Africa where the scores aren't <laughs> only pretty good. But, uh, and I know the 269 was rattled down in about 10 overs. But, um, but you know, I think Duncan. Uh, I know in Gould, the lad at Kostorfin, you know, should be really, really proud of their performances. Um, Dunks, okay. made, Dunks made the nineteen the, the, the World Cup uh, team of the tournament, or he's made 12th man of the team of the tournament. That's absolutely class, you know. Um, brilliant for him. I think uh, the two you touched on there were, were kind of imperative to kind of holding the batting unit together, especially in the first game against England. Dunk was, was kind of instrumental in it. Um, I think in the end he had 45 or something around about that mark against England. Um, and then obviously Owen Gould had 97, I think, against South Africa, which at the turn looked like could have been a could have been a total. And then obviously South Africa chase it at 10 and over and make it look like half a score, really. Um, but yeah, those two in particular stood up, stood out with the bat averaging Jamie Dunk averaging 65.75 and scoring 263 runs in the four matches. Um, and Owen Gould. Averaging forty six, uh, scoring one hundred and eighty five runs. Um, Pete, you did mention uh, getting rolled. I'm sure Scotland got tanked from Australia back in the day. 
I think Costa and and that got rolled for like I mean I think it made him twenty odd. Yeah, yeah, it's just it just kind of shows you that yeah obviously yeah. the the progress that, that there there has to be progress there because they've not challenged these these teams but they've not been humiliated. No, and I mean what was noticeable for me, I watched a couple of the games. Just they were in quite a good time of the day. Um, I, I watched like us batting first. And what was noticeable for me was we would trot along at four and over after 10 and then four, and then we were on 80 after 20. And then we were still going at four and over at the end. You know what I mean? It was like we couldn't really up the ante in the same way that other teams can towards the back end of an innings. And that we were probably a bit over-reliant on a couple of form batsmen. It's not to say that the other guys that didn't get runs on capable cricketers. I'm looking at some of the names there, some of which are familiar to Scottish cricketing circles like um, Hegde and... Um, I think I want to pronounce his name right. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. Bad man. But yeah, he's a a Fergus Lee, and he got some runs against uh, uh, Namibia. Um, But they just couldn't up the ante. They couldn't uh, sort of go at eights, nines, tens at the back end of an innings to go and post a big total. Um, And the one question mark, I suppose, when you're coming out of that, and look, it's very hard. These are young lads, and they will develop, and and. There's no doubt they can handle the pace when when they're bowling, which was probably not something we could do before and handle, you know, spinners being able to turn it a bit more and bowling with a bit more variety. We probably didn't quite have enough real, genuine, effective, fast-paced bowling um, at the top end of the innings um, to, to be effective in, in, in sort of South African conditions was my, was my kind of impre- gut feel on it. And that's why... We were we had to be posting three hundred plus in these against top teams to to be able to defend it, and even Namibia almost chased down our two six three. Yeah, come on, Hog, give us give us your real reaction. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of think you're being a bit generous with the batting. I thought the batting was shite. Like obviously, Dunk scored lots of runs, but I, just the I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched it sort of in spells, and they they they're not batting the way you need to bat it, nowadays, Pete. Like. Same getting not not getting ruled for under 174. Like they've been pumped. Like England chased that down in 26 overs, 142 balls left. South Africa, same 138 balls, obviously chasing 270. The West Indies done them with 15 overs to go as well. And I know what you mean about the bowling, but I don't know. I think the batting they could like it must be tactical because Addy played every game and could not hit the ball for square. Like, you have guys like Bader, that's Ezekiel, absolutely smashes it. And even uh, there's a couple other boys that came down lower the order, like, obviously Owen Goal, and that's pretty that's pretty mental, saying he's a Kostorfin player. I know he is a Kostorfin player, but he's Clydesdale. Yeah. Made, yeah. It, made it Clydesdale, purchased by Kostorfin. Um, but I thought the batting was, that's pretty much what cost him in every game. Well, obviously, they've done well against Namibia getting a win, but it's against Namibia. But, like... You say the bank's cost... You say the bank's cost... They got 269 against South Africa. I mean, that's... And and South Africa chased it three down. Yeah, but but, but isn't that because in the... But at tens, because the bowling's fucking not good enough, really. You know what I mean? I would argue that, like, Pete, it was like, well, just hold on. We'll keep wickets in hand for the end. And then make a run, like that. Just that's not how it's played anymore. It's a different game. It's a different game. Is it? <laughs> it is. It oh, is, mate. 
you say that, but but there's a lot of 50 over games. We look had it in Scotland in, in, in Zimbabwe, for example, in the in the World Cup qualifiers. It wasn't 300 beating 300 every time. It was quite a lot of the time. It was 250, 260, 280 and defend it. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I don't believe I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. You 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 know, you need to be going at a good clip early on and keep that and 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 sort of almost you know, be going at sixes from the outset and try and sort of keep going, you know, but, and I guess we weren't doing that, but fucking hell, Hoggy, to say, I think it's harsh to say it's, the, the batting's not, 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 not delivered when it's, of course it's not, they've lost three games, but it's also, they've also kind of gone and, and got 174, 202 and 260 odd. Back in the day, that could have been 35, 71 and 95, Kurtzer 76 not out you know what I mean aye but better conditions better better equipment you know it's all it all levels itself out Pete alright okay. <laughs> I like I like the fact we're disagreeing though I like the fact we're disagreeing for once I, I just don't I just didn't like the like I'm just looking at this at the card from the South Africa game one of the openers had a strike rate of 15 and he faced five and a half overs of cricket and then the, the Alex Price. Another another reason why I'm not really I didn't really follow that much is I don't really know half these boys. Like, do you know what I mean? I've got no I've got nothing to go off like Jamie Duncan, Alex Price, and oh, oh, half of them. I kind of wanted to see Logan Briggs, but he didn't really do much. Like he batted really low down, but yeah, yeah just like I think Owen Gould's come out with obviously Dunks Dunks done. What he had to do, like, but I don't know. It's kind of like it's a bit safe, isn't it? Don't know. He's been the last against South Africa. What's that? It's the risk you take, Hog. If you want to go and play that brand of cricket, then you do have. You, 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 there's every chance yeah, you're, but you're it's, it's, I'm not days. saying. I'm not saying going out. Go out. But I don't know, but I'm not saying doing that. It's just got to be. It has to be a bit of intent to try and to try and like that. Imagine South Africa batted first. In that game, I would have loved to have seen how Scotland went about chasing it. Like you can't be, you can't do what they did batting first, batting second, chasing fucking four hundred. It would have been, it wouldn't have been four hundred. It would have been, it would have been five pretty much. Mm. But it wouldn't have been because they'd been batting first, so it would have been a bit. It would have been slightly. No, they played the conditions, Pete. As you say, they're both Scotland's bowling shite, so they would have, they would have papped them. I don't want to say it's like the fucking hell. Eighteen years of age, you know what I mean? I I don't want to say that. Jesus Christ! If I'd have gone to a a nineteens World Cup, I'd have been going at twenty and over. But 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 the thing is, is that I I think I think you're right. You're listen. You know you're you're you've you've played at far. You played at a level where I can I get it. The conditions make a difference. I'm probably my my comparison is based on too many times seeing. 19 sides looking way out their depth from ball one and by way out of their depth i mean the bowling's too fast they're spinning it too much and when we're we're dishing up half volley after half volley and to me that visual didn't look at if i if you fast forward from 15 years ago when we're talking about good cricketers your peers hoggy you know um, these guys look more at home in a re- they don't look at home but they look more comfortable than 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 previous uh, okay that's all i'm saying 
Yeah. Well, hopefully the next Kyle Kutzer comes out of this team. Just uh, hopefully he does, but <clears throat> we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. But they did. Yeah. Fair play. It's tough. They've been training Mary Erskine probably all winter. Like, how are they expected to go out and perform? Do you know what I mean? But I, I was just, I was just the only thing I would say is, why did they? They sort of, I don't know. It must be tactical. It must be tactical. Just the way they batted. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have seen like Uzi Uzi Ahmed. He came out and twatted it a couple of times in the warm up games and in the tournament. And then Bader, yeah, I just thought it was a bit safe. Like even Owen Gould batting four, like would have been nice to see him. But but as I say, I haven't got a clue about these boys. Like I've not really played against many of them. Did he, did any of them even play like Premier League cricket in Scotland? Yeah. Well, Gould and. and uh, well, yeah, not he score runs. You're talking about Duncan Price, don't I? Don't think. Yeah, but I, yeah, I know they can play, but I mean, like, are they what are they scoring runs and stuff like that? So I, think, I honestly can't really remember seeing many of these boys score runs in Premier League cricket or like have any of them played in the A team and scored runs? A team don't play many games these days, do they? Know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's another thing for these boys. Like, we're being harsh, but yeah. That, yeah, that's, because they don't uh, play enough games. So I'm sure these boys are all. They're all, not saying they're bad. I'm just being. That that's a good yeah, a good yeah. point you make there is their exposure to higher level cricket, Aye. and they probably haven't had any. <laughs> so Aye, not as that, yeah, not as much I mean? as they should until be. Until they turn up in South Africa and they they play they play a couple of warm up games, and and like Aye. you say, they probably I think I saw a few clips of them in like you know, artificial chambers cycling to try and, like, replicate the humidity and the heat and yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a fair jump, like, and they are young lads. And uh, yeah. I, I'll stand up for Owen Gould in particular. I don't know if you saw his knock against South Africa, but a pretty, pretty gutsy knock, ah, and they were getting into brilliant, him. Brilliant, yeah. They were getting into him. They were right Quite right. And uh, when he went off, it's just a pity he didn't get another boundary to get his turn, but when he went off, you I could know. see a fair few of them go over and kind of acknowledge his knock, so... Um, I mean, I know, I know, Dunk a fair bit hard. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know, Dunk scored all the runs, but I would have said, I would say, for me, Gould has come out looking the better player for me, like just, but just in the manner that he scored. Yeah, and I suppose it's yeah. hope. It's hoping. It might going, be a. Yeah, it's hoping going forward now that with kind of funding in place, hopefully that. You can't have another under nineties team so underprepared going to a big tournament. Hopefully, they will, they will have played at least regional cricket or more A cricket, or you know, get get down yeah. and play some county twos and experience it a little bit, a little bit at a higher level. Because, like you say, it's pretty much club cricket and straight into a nineties World Cup. So, um, hopefully, us hopefully Gould leaves Christopher and goes to Grange or something, and actually. Uh... Plays on a decent deck and challenges himself. Yeah, Casco runs at Fuckestorfen. No offense, Pete. Go. I know you like him, but yeah, you're you're right. I, I don't know. I just it's it's tough going. Yeah. Did, actually, did you listen to the Cricket Scotland podcast? He was singing on that. <laughs> wow! No, I didn't, mate. Did you listen to it, Pete? I I, I didn't. I uh, I listened to the tremendous. First I, 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 
it's a rival to our, our cricket podcasting, our Scottish cricket niche, I feel. Cricket, the, the, the kind of on-brand uh, company men. We're not company men anymore. We can, we can be a bit more off, off the edge now as a result of the Cricket Scotland podcast coming back. Hey, Pete. Aye, just watch. They'll, the be trying, media they'll be trying to poach you, mate. They'll be trying to poach you for that pod. Uh, why? Why would they poach me? Just because of because I mean, I I, why would they, they? I think I think we got Hoggy here, sort of GB News style, you know, piling in <laughs> for that. How <laughs> dare you? That is a disgraceful comment. Yeah, your box office, mate. They want you, and uh, to be fair, he is available at a price. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's talk um, senior men's cricket, which is a squad has just been announced, which is good um, for some fixtures, believe it or not, for our senior men's team. There we go. Uh, so World Cup uh, League Two, which we won last uh, last time out, has started up again. We play UAE in Canada out in, uh, out in Dubai. Um, some surprise uh-huh. inclusions, Pierre? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Are you surprised we're playing Canada, or is that what you were just? Yeah, they, they must have been. They must have got back in there somehow. They've been out for a few years, no? I think they're back in the mix. You must. You'd have probably played Canada back in the day. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's how long ago since they they played. That's yeah, why they were still. That's why they were so good because they were fucking facing clothers like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's he's not keeping news with comments like that. Humble, humble. There you go. Nothing more humble than you flogging your Scottish cricket media pass, mate. <laughs> Fair point. Um, Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, t- we'll touch on the inclusions, lads. So a few, a few new names in there. Um, Scott Curry, a younger brother of Brad Curry. Uh, he's come in. Charlie Tear. Um, as a kind of backup wicketkeeper for Crossy, and that's who I was getting mixed up with. Jamie yes, Buckley. I oh, did think that. I did wonder if you thought that, mate. Yeah. And Andrew Mead, uh, X, was he west of Scotland, Hog? Yeah, west of Scotland originally. Was, yeah, um, and obviously now now contract contracted down at Somerset. So those are the lads that have come in. Quite happy, quite happy to see kind of all three of them come in. Really, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's a really good, it's a really exciting squad. It's interesting. Do you know, I think it's got a lot of credit to to the kind of, I, I appreciate it's a lot easier to see potential Scottish talent in, um, it, you know, down south and things like that a bit more, whether there's people just watching stuff online or whatever. But that Scott Curry, I know Brad Curry obviously being his brother, but Scott Curry was mentioned about, about four years ago, I actually remember playing a game down south of the MCC. And I remember somebody saying, there's a guy called Scott Curry. He's Scottish. He's played. This was when I was down south. But it's like, but they're even thinking he might play for England. So that's why he's not going to play. Charlie Tears played for England under 19s, you know. Um, but he's also played for Scotland under 19. So I think it's good. that, And it was good to see in the press release that Scott Curry has got a real desire and passion to want to play for Scotland. That's what we want is young lads who want to play for Scotland. You know, of course, it's good to play. You know, you want to play at the highest possible level. But actually playing for Scotland can put you on the on the map for maybe, uh, you know, franchise cricket. Not that I'm in favour of it, but, you know, it's a good way of making a living. So fair dues to these boys. And uh 
Umid's obviously a real talent, has always been a talent. Always, He's got a great 100 in his first first-class game, I remember, for Warwickshire all, all those years ago against Jimmy Anderson. But he's obviously developed his game to be a bit more kind of attacking. He did well for Somerset the last couple of years. So it's good to see him in there. And it's a big year because we've got the T20 World Cup coming up as well in America. Um, so, yeah, a great, a stronger squad, apart from no Davey and no Michael Jones, is a stronger squad as you could possibly see, I think. Call me a cynic, but T20 World Cup in the Bahamas round the corner and suddenly people become available or no? I think people are seeing the opportunity. Scotland, we don't have a packed out calendar. And we I would love it if we had more of more, more of a packed out calendar. Actually, looking at the fixtures ahead for this um World Cricket League too, it's very sparse in truth. It's spread out over far too long a period in in many respects. But it actually means that if you can play for Scotland without sacrificing much as a as a professional cricketer. So I think it's yes, of course, it's the T20 World Cup, but it's also the other opportunities that it presents itself with. These games are all televised via ICC TV. The T20 World Cup's obviously going to be televised more globally. It's presented opportunities for the likes of Chris Sowell, the likes of Mark Watt over the years. Why not, you know, if you're Brad Curry, Scott Curry, if you're if you're Andrew Mead, whatever, it's it, 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 as long as it's not in, interfering with your day job of your your county county work or whatever. And so what even if it is in many respects, fair fair enough, you know, go for it. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing Pete's comments on Twitter about the squad being the like the best squad that's ever been, but I wouldn't jump that far ahead. I'd wait and see how they get on first in these games, but um it's good to see a few new names in the team. Um, like you said, uh, is it Scott Curry? Brad's brother, Scott, is it? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he played for England 19s as well, so he must be a handy player if he's come up through that system. They seem to, and it's weird that they, they try and keep them in this, some sort of England system all the way through. So he must be, he must be a handy player. He must be older than Brad Curry, is he? No, he's younger, he mate. Oh, is he? Yeah, just 19. I've got a clue. What more just 19. Nah, he's not 19, is he? I think so. Let me check. Nah, he's, 20, he's, he's not 23. He's 22. Apologies. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, see what they're like. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it's easy for me to say now because I don't play anymore, but, like, I would just give it give the shirt to anyone just make them a fucking gun team do you know what I mean get test status and then then you can start implementing things to bring domestic things up to levels and standards and like I don't I think it's evident that it doesn't work when you bring through young players at a Scottish cricket and try and make them like consistently good at international level I think you need to use use these boys from down south or wherever they come from as as like to try and get the team as best as it can be for these big tournaments and get exposure qualified for tournaments and hopefully get test status. But, so yeah, you never know. You might be shite, but you never <laughs> you could rock up and clean up against Canada and UE. Yeah, worst, worst players have cleaned up against Canada, Larry. <laughs> um, and then, mate, it's good, brilliant to see Andrew Umi to come back, like, cause he. He was obviously like the next big thing years ago when he went to Warwickshire, first of all. And then obviously, like you said, Pete scored. I think he just kind of got labelled as a as a red ball batter 
I think he bowled leggies when he was a kid. Like I remember being on a tour with him when he was about twelve, and uh, his uh, his dad was like the the tour doctor. And um, what happened again with his dad? I dad. I've never seen a man, a grown man, sweat from eating a Nando's, and he was like like physically like like he was under a shower because he got like super hot. And I was in South Africa somewhere, but uh, is uh, yeah, brilliant to see him back. Back playing and uh, he, am I right in saying he came through Saka? Mm-hmm. He'd have been one of the boys that played a few games for for Saka. Yeah, must have been down south, not the yeah. Scottish one, but and uh, he must have scored runs or something against Somerset, and they picked him up. Or but he's he's obviously like because he plays T Twenty games and stuff for them, does he? Or definitely white ball, definitely playing white ball cricket. Like you see him, see him scoring runs all the time. So. And like, no offense, but if you're scoring hundreds in the county championship and not getting a game in a white ball team, then you probably can't get picked for Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're scoring double hundreds in the twos and the white ball stuff. But so it's good that he's getting a chance at white ball cricket. It's probably think of all the years he's missed out from getting picked for Scotland. You probably could have been picked earlier. But um, yeah, tough one, tough one. But yeah, good to see him back in, and hopefully. Hopefully, score some runs. Says he's. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just yeah, looking. He's... Sorry, no, I, was just looking. Just, I was just looking. Like, it, it's it's a good point. You, you know, you're speaking to people within like cricket, cricket Scotland, and there's this idea, you know, that obviously, as a national team, obviously, we've got better. Who are your sources, Pete? Who have you been speaking to? Well, just, I'm just, just thinking about people you've speak You know, they're not necessarily within cricket Scotland, but they're. People around the setup, people like you know, your people in the press tent and stuff like that. I remember speaking to them back in the summer, and a lot of these. This chat was was like, well, is is English county cricket actually good? You know, is that going to be a good hotbed for 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 actually producing talent for Scotland and things like this? Because is it valuable? Well, the thing is, is it's quality. It's it's a higher quality reading ground. You know, I'm looking here at. Uh, Andrew Emead, he's played last year, he played 14 list A games, or last two years, he's played 14 list A games. He's averaging 57. Scott Curry, 22. Mental. I know, Scott Curry, uh, he got a big ton in one of them, I think. He's got three tons in total. You look at Scott Curry, he's got uh, 22 list A games, a bowling average of 24. I mean, again, that's pretty pretty good. He's under economy rate, he's under, under sixes as well. So, I don't know if you know, Pete, but... Uh... Shaky got three tons as well. He didn't get picked for Scotland. I think he okay. spoke about those three tons a couple of times. They, they, they were all first class tons though. So, you know, <laughs> but exactly. it's non it, it's non-transferable unless you talk about it really aggressively on Twitter. Um so <laughs> um so 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 anyway. Um but what what I would say is no, I think you know, you know these guys. I think there's a lot to be criticised about domestic cricket in England, but because we don't have the only other option for for, for a Scottish player is to play for Kostorfin against Watsonians or whatever at the moment, that's not going to prepare you to play Canada or UAE, let alone the West Indies, let alone uh, England. So um, if these guys are playing 10 games a season of 50 over cricket against another county where everybody else is a professional cricketer, it's got to be good. It's got to be good for you. You know what I mean? And this is why it's great that they're passionate and want to come and play for Scotland. I appreciate that there'll be ulterior motives because there's probably benefits to their white ball careers 
you know, in their winters and things like that. But you know what? If if it, that that that's Scotland's benefit, and hopefully that makes us more prominent. Geez, we were so close to that fifty over World Cup last year, and uh, and guys like Umid, guys like Curry, you know, if they can deliver for Scotland, and and they have to deliver, they have to deliver because they can't go in with the attitude of, of of other guys in the past who played domestically in cricket. I think of like Neil Carter at the tail end of his career coming in when he was ripping it up for Warwickshire and he couldn't do anything for Scotland. But these young lads, if they can come in and do it do a job then that's that that and, and and want it then that'll be nothing but good for the game yeah yeah for sure one name that wasn't on the team sheet which is a little bit puzzling maybe it's not puzzling was a coach still no head coach in place for Scotland and I suppose they've had quite a lot of time to plan or apply or interview applicants um are we worried about that lads or is that that just take its take time. Uh, it's probably it's probably hard to appoint a coach when they probably don't even know what, what they can pay him. Do you know what I mean? Or what they can pay him won't be what they would be wanting to get paid. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me there's not a coach in place. It does not surprise me at all. Uh, it doesn't I've, not heard, I've not heard anyone linked, to be fair. Yeah, it's that's not like should, that's what we should be we should be Starting some rumours on Twitter. <laughs> it's, Who would you want, Pete? Yeah, it's, definitely not. Um, the the um, thing is, is that you don't get the same kind of level of. You, it, there's just not. You know, press newspaper isn't isn't really covering cricket Scotland anymore, are they? You know what I mean. The, the journalism these days and sort of this kind of you know rumor mill that all comes from like Twitter and stuff like that. In, in truth, and uh, I think I think it's tricky. How can you offer, especially international coaches of, of associate teams? It, it, what what are they? What what's the plan? What's the contract? I, I think at the moment that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it's like it's like what. We're not even sure what the the schedule is for the summer. I'm guessing if it is what it is right now, it's one World Cricket League series sometime in the, the, about the month before the T20 World Cup, and that's it, really. I mean, why not just? I, I mean, at this rate, we're better off just bringing in Doug Watson again, to be honest with you, or something like that. I think he'd be class. Yeah. I thought he'd be, uh, you know, brilliant. If if that's all it's going to be ever, you you might as well go for for try and. You know, a coach by a series basis at, 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 at this premise. Now, that's the last thing I think we want, but we need more clarity around what the schedule, what what the kind of schedule and process is going to be. Um, and and I'd want somebody who's got a track record of getting the best out of really hardworking players who aren't absolute world beaters and bringing them and making and, and making them feel good and, and and making them dominate, which is what um, Watson and certainly. Uh, Bradburn did, uh, yeah. So, so you know, as as did um, the lad who went to Somerset, the chap in between, who I've my mind's gone an absolute blank. All burger, burger, exactly. Shame. Hey, don't yeah. forget, don't forget Steindl. All you fucking uh, fanboys. The last, honestly, that's one thing that pisses me off about the Cricket Scotland podcast. It's like it's like they've just discovered cricket in the last five years. It's like Jesus fuck. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They've been playing international cricket for years. Are they not talking enough about your five for against Canada? And it's when got you nothing roll... to do with me, mate. It's got nothing <laughs> to do with me. There's so many. I know. Fucking does my head in, man. No, anyway, you're, um, you're right. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think they, they do need a coach. It, I think it is important to get a coach, but, but we need, how long is the coach coaching for? Are they just going to be knocking around Mary Erskine for months on end, just with throwdowns and bowling machines? Or are exactly. we going to have a, a proper um, domestic competition of some kind that's beyond club level uh, that they can watch talent in? And are they going to have a suitable fixture list? And that's not down to Cricket Scotland. I think they, you know... I know I'm a total fanboy about them, but I think they're so hardworking for the people that are in that in that building right now. Um, but it would be great. To, it would be great to get a coach and um, and and uh, you know for the men's setup and indeed a permanent coach for the women's setup as well. Hmm. Yes. Mm. To, to be fair, the three coaches that are going, Stevie's been around it for years. Icky's obviously got experience from playing, and then obviously Andy McKay's like a ex Test cricketer, so. They're in safe hands, like. Yeah, yeah, they are in safe hands, and I, I suppose but, yeah, if that was, you do need a head coach, but yeah, if that was the constant and that remained, and then like Pete said, you you bring in a head coach as per and when you can uh, contract them and give them something to do, but yeah, it's, it's weird though. Like, who would you want? Who would you like? I just I'm just being lazy and thinking you could go and get like someone like Costa or something, but it's probably too soon for him and. It's too like, well, can you come and be our coach for three months? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. if and if if we qualify, then it'll get extended another six. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, no one, no one's going to do that unless, like you say, they're from the southern hemisphere and can come up and do it in the winter. Yeah. Well, what what's interesting is they brought in Steve Snell, haven't they? As a kind of what is his role, director of cricket or something along those lines. Yeah, it's like performance director or something. Yeah. Director. I mean, he was at Gloucestershire doing a similar thing. Not going to lie, wasn't the best <laughs> couple of years, but he did a great job at Somerset before that. Um, so you know, um, I, I, he might be the. It might be a case that they bring a head coach and, but you know, he's he's got coaching background. I think he coached the academy, ran the academy at Somerset, for example. So. Um, we don't know what his role is going to be. He's very data driven, like hugely data driven. I think, um, not much data to work with when <laughs> you're because uh, we don't play many games. What's his know. data going to be? How many push ups you can do in a minute, or what the bleep test yeah. is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, bleep, bleep test means nothing when it comes to fucking Scottish cricket selection. Mate. I know, I know. Means fuck um, all. T twenty. Um, yeah, nine, nine, nine games in this in this uh, tour. Yes, and the T twenty as well. There's some some players coming in, which is good to see again because maybe that's been a problem in the past, but it just seems to be the same players playing the same format of the game, and it's good to try and get some fresh faces in. I reckon for the T twenty. Obviously, Ollie Hares, who did so well in the summer, uh, Jack Jarvis, friend of the show. Um, it's coming in as well as Gav Main and James Dickinson as well. So those four will come in and replace um, Curry to here, Tier and Wheel, who will head head back home. So quite uh, quite nice to see your pal over with a bat, Pierre. Ollie, he's not my pal after our last podcast. He was so no, I'm joking. Uh, no, Ollie, it's good to see him there. Um, obviously, T20 specialist, I'm sure. He'll do a good job. I'm actually really excited to see what Jack looks like after his winter in Australia. 
in that last podcast, uh, we he was we were talking he was talking about how he's maybe gained a yard with the, with with the ball. If if he's got a little bit more zip about him, I think that's great because if we've got a real, you need a lot of fast bowlers in any you know in international cricket just because of the amount of times they break down. We've obviously got solely. It's good that we're bringing in the Curries, Brad Wheel, but you know uh, you know Safi and Sharif. But it will be good to. To see Jack as a young uh, seam bowler who can bat and, and uh, or vice versa come come through, so excited for that for sure. Yeah, Dicko's an interesting one. James Dickens is an interesting one, but it was interesting in the press report there that they were talking about just his commitment levels and things like that. You know, um, and and I just think there'll be a lot of people who probably say, and myself included, oh god, that's a surprise. You know, he's he's got a lot of the wickets domestically and. He's a good lad, and you know, I, I, I when Grievo got into the Scotland setup at thirty, did I think he would be uh, uh, he would be winning a man of the match, you know, T Twenty game against Bangladesh? Probably not, but he did because he stepped up. There's certain people with the right character who can step up. Dicko, from a young age, was in the Leicestershire setup. Who's to say that he can't uh, go a different level and and and, and go on? I, I, I may, I'm, I'm being optimistic. Um, the clutch of his straws there. I'm, I'm the, the county championship. Yeah. <laughs> what I, what I would say about about it, Pete is that they're given a chance, and there's chances given to other young bowlers who are kind of operating at that kind of level. If that's if that's the way they're going to do it, and they need to they need to give they need to give them a shot. Like Canada, UAE, all due respect, World Cup, League, T20 fixtures. Like these are the games that you need to give. You need to blood them. You need to give them a chance. And, yeah, um, I agree. And there'll be other it's a, other bowlers it's knocking at the door as well that need a shot. It's a it's a weird pick. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to play a game? Do you think he'll play? He'll probably just go out and carry drinks. You know what I mean? It's like oh, because he's a good bloke. It's it's fucking bizarre. I don't really, I don't really get it. Like, hopefully he does play. Hopefully he gets a fucking five for every game and smashes it. But. He's probably just going to go out and carry drinks. You know what I mean? There's always going to be somebody who's, you know, a, a more on paper looks like a, more of a squad member. Chris Grease wouldn't have played in any of those T20 World Cup games in Amman if Ollie Hairs hadn't done his leg in, right? And he did, and he went and did really well, and he's not lost his place in the Scotland team since. Yeah. Probably, right. So, so you know, yeah, he's maybe there for an injury. Maybe he's there for an injury. Maybe he's there because what he might want a rest or something like that. I don't, I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> See how we get the rest. But, well, yeah, but it's like tear as well. I know you've got to take a second keeper, but like, is he going to play? Do you know what I mean? You've got a history of not playing their backup keepers. You could just sit in. So much forfeiture bitterness. There's been so much for, for, for 48 episodes of. of Are you of, joking me? I can't wait until we read in this podcast the Craig Wallace Memorial Pod. You know, uh, no, I, I okay, hopefully we're never memorializing Craig Wallace. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> jeez, jeez, Pete. Um, <laughs> speaking about speaking about Wally, um, we'll just quickly touch on um, Scotland women who have Wally's uh, wishes have become true. Uh, he was desperate for some more uh, warm weather training um, to get stuck in with the with the women's squad, which is. Uh, been granted, so they're off to the Desert Springs. He's got a sixteen-player squad heading over there, um, and they're going to play a couple of fixtures against the Sunrisers, which is one of the um, 
the regional hubs from England. So that's good to see. Um, one thing I will say is I'm a little bit disappointed to still see interim head coach, interim head coach um, before his name, because this happened before mm. uh, to Steve Knox, who was who was head coach, and they got a bit of money, and then they got rid of Knox, eh? and then they brought in a coach from abroad, and it all went horribly wrong. So um, I'd like to think that Wally, who's done pretty well, started pretty well, had a good impact with him, would be given a chance um, to, to run with it full time. But time will tell. That's it. And I think that goes for the men's head coach job as well. We don't need a bit. We need guys who are familiar. If you've got a guy, who's for, for a guy or, 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 or woman for that matter, who's familiar with the players and has got, you know, the potential to get them to the next level. It doesn't have to be some superstar who's 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 played Test cricket here and hundred one day internationals there. Uh, you know, Wally's doing a great job. Keep him going, and it's great to see that he's got this um, series with some great players in it. That I noticed as well. I just want to throw this out here. They're playing in a World Cup qualifier, April, whole of April practically. Um, they advertised the tour manager job today, Cricket Scotland. What a gig that is, by the way. A month over in Dubai, right? I was looking at it. I looked at the day rate as well. It's not actually bad. Um, what is a day rate? So it's 125 quid, but like yeah. over a course of a month, that pays yeah. about three and a half grand's worth of, of, of money for, 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 for a month. Yeah, I've not broached it. You're trying, to, trying to hide a hangover for a month. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to put my. <laughs> trying to hide a hangover for a month. Wow. <laughs> Um, but no, great gig. And um, but you know, I think it's a great time for women's cricket in in Scotland. I really do because that is a lot of cricket to be being play, to be played over uh, over the next few months. Um, there's a lot of those, a lot of that side are going and playing domestic cricket in the eight regional hubs in England just now. I noticed Al Solicitor, who we're still going to make sure we get on this show. She's gone and got herself a gig down at Lancashire, for example. Um, and uh, you know a, a few of them are missing uh, for, for this for this uh, training in in Spain, but it's still a, a, a very decent squad, and there's some real uh, role models in there. And I, I'm really excited about the women's team this year. I think they've got a chance to to break the glass ceiling, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Carrie Carswell's back as well, Liam. She's back as a 19s coach. I read the other day. Yes, mate. And she's also going on this uh, tour to Desert Springs as well, Hog. So she's going oh, along she? as one He's of the co-coaches. Yeah, her, Joe Kinghorn Gray uh, are going to assist Craig. Oh, wow. So that's really good to see. I think Carrie went down to Middlesex and uh, did quite well down there. So obviously coming back to her roots. Um, so she, I wish she her all the best. Australia or New Zealand or something? Was she over there too? Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, so. New Zealand for a bit. And then Brilliant. Middlesex. Yeah. So good to see. But yeah, you, you did touch on that. Um, Ailsa Lister have been would slide into her DMs, so hopefully we're going to line up a um, a pod with Ailsa um, in the coming coming weeks. Um, one thing we'll just touch on before we go, lads, it's a, it's a sad end into the pod, but something that we should speak about is um, the, the kind of sudden passing of Aidan Hunnigman, um, passed away at twenty seven years of age, leaving a young family. Um, a really good rugby player, captain at Ross High and cricketer at Trenent and Preston Village. Pete, I think you maybe played against Aidan. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I think I might have done it a number of years ago when I was at Marchmont, um, just a pre season friendly against Trenent. Um, 
I know that he had connections with Holy Cross as well, which are a club that are very close to Marchmont. And um, I just think, you know, when you when we lose people, anybody at a young age, it's obviously an absolute tragedy, particularly, you know, father, particularly somebody who's having a really positive influence and a great leader amongst sort of, uh, you know, local sports teams. Trinent um, and Preston Village, a club that has merged in Trinent, a relatively new club, I think, they they are a shining light of a of a of a of a cricket team in 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 the kind of East League setup in many respects. They've got about five elevens, um, and and I, my understanding is you know Aiden's obviously been a big part of the the growth there, uh, and the attitude and the way that they've presented themselves as a club over the years. And I just you know I really appreciate the fact that we we as a podcast are mentioning that uh, that that sad uh, news, um, and I think. You know, all our thoughts are with 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 him and uh, and and, in, and his family and and indeed the clubs and the, and and the rugby club as well. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's, it's absolutely it's, it's absolutely tragedy, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, really sad story, like young guy. And they're having uh, a they're having a memorial match, I think, between Holy Cross and the Trinent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Sad story, like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think they retired his bat as well, or something like that, and named the batting trophy after him as well. But yeah, boys. Sad end to the pod. Sad end to the pod. But anyway, um, nice speaking to you, boys. And hopefully, we won't leave it quite as long uh, to chat cricket because there is still plenty more that we've not spoke about that we probably need to. All right. So, such as appointment of Steve Snell. Fuck, don't leave me out of that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs>